This week on the Push Will Lace podcast, presented by Bear Bears, we talk about Christmas nutrition and training, exercise selection, and medieval torture. One, I'm going to make you grow two inches, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. And that is not in a sexual way. At I, all. I was about to say, <laughs> there was something to grow two inches, mate. That would make my life a lot better. Uh, it would go from, it would double in size then. So uh, well, that would yeah. be good, wouldn't it? That, that, yeah. that's, that start just completely backfired as soon as I as soon as I said it. I realise it's something that we're going to talk about, but it's not, not I, something I actually, we're going to talk about. That's <laughs> the intro as well as I normally do it because I thought this could be the first time I ever don't do it exactly the same way just because of that reference but then I thought no I need to stick to my guns <laughs> um, and yeah there we go so we go. Tom is thinking very sexually today obviously as you can tell he wants to grow inches onto things um, but yeah how are you doing mate other than that yeah I'm all good mate I'm I'm I'm, I'm nice all nice that's a good word isn't it shit I'm, I'm nice that was the word that all my teachers at school just said. You never use that word. Nice. Yeah. What does nice mean? It's, I think that's a that's a general theme of English teachers didn't really want people to use that word at any point. So yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You then you'd go to parents' evening and they go, "Daniel's a nice child." <laughs> cheers, cheers, miss. I know what that means. No, mine, mine was just consistently could do better. One would wonder if what if he'd actually do if he could try. Oh, at mate, some that point. was that was literally like my school class. <laughs> just like. Yeah, has the potential, could do better, but it's distracted easily. I was like, yeah. that's too much me now. So that's basically <laughs> what happens. Just like, yeah, I'm doing something I actually like, so that's why I'm good at it. But you're crap. No, don't like that. Don't like that. It's crap. But um, stuff going on this week. Not much, mate. Um, busy. Christmas seems very busy. I was talking to you about my schedule earlier. I literally only have 11. If you want to see me at 11 till 2 p.m. on Thursday this week, that is the only PT time I have available. Um, but that's it. It's quite nice. It's good. It's good being busy. Yeah. Um, Takes a lot of hours to find that penthouse, doesn't it? I know, it does. Exactly. So we've got we to gotta book people in, no matter what. Um, but it's good. Got some interesting cases. Got some fun. Doing some neural stuff at the moment, which is very, uh, very fun. It's obviously not my forte. I'm working with a Cairo. Sounds a bit woohoo. Yeah, it's a bit like, um, what the fuck is he doing uh, more than anything else? Why is mm. he doing these weird things with towels and bands? Um, yeah. Very odd. Interesting case, Julius, because this, basically this guy, I think, uh, I'm not too sure what's happened to it, because kind of freak, um, kind of neck spasmy stuff. And then on his right arm, this is a guy that I've trained up to be able to bench press like 100 kilos. And yeah, so he's, he's lost nearly all the like neural power in his arm, like nerve. It's, it's got to be nerve, nerval, nerval, <laughs> nerve pain. Nerval? nerval. That's, that's the technical term, nerval. <laughs> that, that, that's why I'm working with a Cairo who's got a PhD. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, interesting stuff. So I'm doing a load of uh, scapular plane work and yeah, it's, it's coming back. We're, we're doing some nice stuff, but it's it's quite interesting. I don't always talk about that in length. I can, but probably will bore the shit off everybody. So, yeah, um, we've got more important things. To think yeah, we, about we have got more important about. things. So like, we, I think we we did hit it off, and uh, we might as well talk off the bat because we go straight from an Instagram live. If anybody didn't realise that, we do do an Instagram live for fifteen minutes prior this recording, just to get ourselves in the in the groove because we need that kind of practice. So if anybody listens to Instagram live, you just get us completely raw, and then we kind of settled in, we've warmed up. That's our warm up, right? 
that's our that's our foam rolling. That's our <laughs> dynamic stretching. No static stretching because that's dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so that's our foam rolling, our skipping, our plyo jumps, um, movement, our prep. power movements, yeah. all the movement prep that takes about forty five minutes before you actually lift for five minutes. That's essentially what we're doing there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah same thing. But um, the most important topic of conversation today, of course, is Toby's choice of biscuits. Now, Toby yeah. is an absolute fuckwit. <laughs> Um, for those who don't know Toby, Toby is um, someone like the head of PR or something at Dave, the TV channel, and he released his um, his tiering of biscuits. So we've had the tiers of cereal, we've had tiers of chocolate bars and chocolate. Mate, it, it, and I posted this an hour ago, it is going off in the group. Um, um, yeah. the, the push poor leg listeners are not taken to it too kindly. It and is going they, off. They, called, <laughs> they called Toby far worse than I've just called him. Um, he's got his tiering system, he's got his god tier is 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 top middle low shit and then in landfill tier so the different six different tiers and i shit you not in the god tier are rich fucking teas oh rich fucking tea ridiculous unbelievable unbelievable but not only that no, take sh- a take a take a minute to just soak that in because no. rich teas won't fucking soak anything in they're well, shite just Jesus. think as well, he's got, the, he's got the world of biscuits to choose from. The world of biscuits. And he's got rich tea. In, and bearing in mind, in each tier, he's only got three biscuits. Yeah. So rich tea made the top three. It's not even like he's got ten biscuits. So then, not only that, in the shit tier, milk chocolate hobnobs. Milk chocolate hobnobs. Or are they the low tier? Anyway, they're, they're, low one of the, tier. they're low tier. They're one of the bottom tiers. Yeah. And Jaffa Cakes. Jaffa cakes are in the low tier. You got jammy dodgers, Maryland cookies, Oreos, party Oreos, rings, Oreos clubs. in the backfield tier. Oreos. Oh my god. Okay, so just just to put this in perspective, I would quite happily invert his his table. Oh, Literally okay. invert it and it would be a better table. Um the only, I think Toby must be he must be very old. He, he must be I think very because he either or or like you said, he's playing the game. He's he's trying to get a response from us, and he's got one. He's fucking got one. Exactly. He's he's, he's, dangled, <laughs> he's dangled the fishing rod out there, and he's got a bite. Hundred percent. He's got a lot of bites there because the other one in the god tier was shortbread, just plain shortbread, not chocolate, yep. not anything, not lemon. You know, you can have anything. You can have like I've had some really nice shortbread, coffee shortbread, all this sort of stuff. It's just plain just, shortbread. Just plain shortbread. You you walk um, through tax free. They they're constantly selling it. It's just one of those things where Toby is at, he's mugging us off now because we've talked about him now for ten minutes and he's got what he wanted. He's got attention. I think all he wanted. Yeah, um, that post is uh, going to get a lot of people. Quite, frank, quite frankly, I'm absolutely distraught at that. So yeah. um, we've now added on to the Pulley Awards this year the best biscuit of the year award. Yeah, uh, and I can guarantee you now it's not going to be rich tea. So and biggest biggest dick in uh, well I, I've gone sexual again. All right, biggest swat. <laughs> The brain or something. I have no, no idea what's doing? going on. Um, Forging slips coming out. Here. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess basically worst person in the HR of Dave. Because um, they, oh, it's either HR or PR. He's from PR. Um, if he's in the PR, he's done a great job because everyone's yeah. talking about Dave now. <laughs> doing good, good job. Yeah, but anybody who's at Dave clearly has no idea what's going on. Unbelievable. Awful. All right. Um, let's let's talk fitness and stuff. Um, I think we need to do just to, before we finish. That, I think next year we're going to have to start doing infographs, push pull legs infographs, and we're going to have to do our very own. We'll do our own uh, rankings. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, cereal, chocolate bars, and biscuits. Now the ter- first three going out, first three weeks of the new year, we'll get it done. <laughs> we'll get it good. 
um, we might have we might have a li- we might have like a listener section, like you know, so that we have maybe we pick three biscuits and we have like the listeners' favourite as oh, a fourth biscuit on each tier. You know, we because we want you guys to be involved. We we love you guys, so we'll get you involved. <laughs> All right, wonderful. Um, I think general topics. I realise a lot of people are talking about Christmas. I believe that's a thing that's coming up soon. Um, yeah, yeah. So we've got to, we've got to do the annual the annual. Like we've been going for a long time, um, the annual uh, Christmas nutrition and training chat, um, because they're, they're, I'm, I'm guessing some of listeners that have probably been with us for maybe four or five months probably didn't go back and listen to the Christmas nutrition um, no. twelve months ago. That's over fifty episodes ago, guys. That's barbaric. Um, mm. But yeah, we should we should actually because I chimed in on one. I think it was Mike Pierce. Um, he put how how many pounds are you looking to like lose or gain or, or will you gain over the Christmas period? And I I weighed in um, quite literally and was just like yeah. Personally, it's the the stupidest time to to lose weight mm. if you really want to because it's probably the best time to get into the gym and fucking pound it. Um, but from my perspective, because I'd rather gain some strength. This is what I'm trying to do: gain some strength and some size right now. So mm. that's why I'm doing I think, it. I think it's and one I get of to enjoy where, all this nice stuff. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I, I really think that you have to you have to put your goals in perspective, and yep. you have to say, right, nearly 100 percent of the population are going to put on weight over Christmas. So if you maintain your weight over Christmas, you're ahead of the game. Like if you're trying to lose weight, uh, that's your goal for the year. But over Christmas, you maintained your body weight. You've done a very good job because most people usually put weight on. Um, but you've you got one of it's one of three things are going to happen. You're either going to be the guy that goes fuck it, I don't care. You're going to be the guy who Hello. who who, <laughs> be, who yeah yeah. You're going to be the next guy down who who kind of says, look, Christmas Day boxing, I'll do what the hell I want, and then the other days I'll just be mindful, make sure I'm doing what I'm doing, track what I'm eating, maybe eat three meals, whatever. And then you've got the other guy who's like, no, I'm going to track Christmas Day, I'm going to track everything, I'm not even going to have Christmas dinner. Um, we don't like the third guy. The third guy doesn't have a life. Third guy's a balance. Third guy's a bit of balance. So um, I, I just don't think, it, you know, it's the one time of the year that you're with your family, you need to eat nice food, you need to enjoy yourself, you need to create good memories. Like, I don't, I just despise anyone unless you've got like a competition the next week or month like you couldn't have christmas day off track and, and, eat christmas and, and if, if that's the case then join a different federation um who, who fucking schedules their stuff around christmas um and then but so i think so but then you got left with two camps really one is the person that wants to be mindful and think about what they're doing and then the other one who doesn't give a fuck right so if you don't give a fuck you're like tom go for it go wild enjoy it like i've got no problem with that like it's the time to do it literally it's the time to do it however do not treat Christmas as the whole of December. That's the one thing people do a lot is they kind of first of December hits and all of a sudden, like we've had it in the fucking office this week, team box. Emil brought in 12 mince pies, top of icing. And, and we had Jacob, the web guy bring in the box of celebrations. They've all gone like literally two days in the office, they're all gone. Um, I am dieting and I still had a few of them cause they're there. Like, you know, you want to have your favorite one. So I had like six celebrations and a mince pie over the course of two days, which what, again, what's, what's nothing, it's nothing. It's not a lot. What celebrations but, did you have? Well, obviously, I had I had picked three. So I had Galaxy Caramel, Maltesers, yeah, teaser, yeah. teaser, and then I had a Twix. Yeah, they're the cool. three I picked. Yeah, and then when I went today and had a look, there was only Snickers, Mars, and Bounty and Milky Way left. So, so obviously, it's all the so, stuff. Like, yeah, and then so I, but I don't mind <laughs> Snickers though. Snickers is alright. Snickers is mind. fine. Mars is fine. Milky Way's fine. It's just the Bounty. Fucking Bounty. Yeah. No, um, I actually prefer. I'm not gonna lie. I actually think that the Miniature Heroes are a bit better. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Totally because 
not many of those get left. Like you might get left with the fudges, but they're decent, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, anyway, so so yeah, I'm, at the moment I'm dieting on about nineteen hundred calories a day. You know, the mince pie was about three hundred calories, and the six celebrations were um, about four hundred calories. And yeah, you kind of realise from tracking it like shit adds up. And uh, Mike did um, he calculated like a normal roast, uh, normal Christmas day um, in terms of calories and what it was, and it was nothing extraordinary. It was just like you know a bit of Terry chocolate orange here. Um, you know, normal roast dinner and a couple of drinks and, you know, bacon sandwich for breakfast and, you know, Christmas pudding, like nothing crazy, like all normal sized portions racked up to about 8,000 calories. And you start, then you realize how much, you know, you eat on Christmas day, but it's one day, just fucking enjoy it and go for it. But don't let December turn into a whole month of overeating every single day, because the reason that people weigh themselves at the end of the year and that all they weigh themselves the first of January go, Oh my God, I've put on a stone this year. And it's like, actually, <laughs> if you look at it, you probably gained half of that in the last week because of how much you were fucking eating and drinking. Um, sorry, the last month, because people would just go crazy for it in December. From living in London, I really saw it. Um, more so, I think, because you see everyone going for drinks after work every night. Um, the, you know, the chocolates in the office, you know, bring them in. And it's one of those, you can just get bogged down with the fact that you feel like you should eating the chocolates or you feel like you should be doing that and you know you go out for christmas lunches and everything's a bit more extravagant at work and all the sandwiches and all the shops are more extravagant you know all these sorts of things and um it just means that you end up eating loads more calories over the month um so if that's you and you don't give a fuck then great go for it but if you do care about it then what i would do is kind of set your dates in your head of when christmas is so for you and your family when is christmas so I'm traveling. No, don't look at that, Tom. You fucking moron. <laughs> I know that Christmas Day is sick. I mean, like, the holiday of which you're off. So right. Dan, Dan me, would like a calendar for his Christmas, please. So, for me, <laughs> I'm taking off the 24th of December until the 30th. And those six days that I'm off on holiday, effectively, I'm not going to bother tracking. I'm just going to have, you know, my normal meals. I'm going to enjoy them, have what I want. And then on Christmas Day, Boxing Day, the two days I'm going to go for it and I'll have whatever the hell I want. And then the other days, I'm just going to make sure I've got enough protein. I eat my three meals, but I don't snack in between because there's no need. Um, and just enjoy the holiday because that's what it's there for. And then the 31st is going to roll around. I'll be in bed by nine o'clock on New Year's Eve because I'm boring as fuck and I have no friends. Um, so I won't. I don't need to overeat those days. So that's fine. I'm back into it. So six days out of all that time is not going to make a huge difference. Um, and it, it's more about doing that and making sure that you pick those dates that you're prepared to, or that you want to overeat on and all that sort of stuff and just make sure that you don't like weigh yourself because it's just pointless absolutely pointless doing that um go for long walks keep your steps up go to the gym if you want to but again if it's five six seven days and you have a week off the gym you're not going to fucking lose your pec or your bicep it doesn't matter um just treat it as a deep <laughs> um yeah um and then just get back on it again um in january and, and like you say the weight in the first week of january your weight will just come down naturally it yeah. will just being more active, just get back into your normal routine. So don't think that, you know, in that first week, if you lose two kilos, it's because your diet's working. It's probably not. It's just because your body's going to lose the excess, the water, all that sort of stuff. So um, that's my kind of general advice, really. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty normal. I'm not the extreme kind of guy who's like, oh, you can't eat this and like skip breakfast on Christmas Day. And then, yeah, bullshit, mate. No, I'm, I'm bollocks. Am I going to skip a bacon roll on Christmas Day? And then a Terry's chocolate orange on my presents. Screw you, mate. Um, <laughs> but I think from uh, I have the same perspective. It's it's a time for like actually enjoying yourself. 
being mm. with people. Um, so you might as well go and do it from my perspective. I think the only so considerations, uh, obviously nutrition, I'll just go for it. But considerations for training, obviously a lot of people are traveling and might be staying in places. So I, for my Christmas, I will be back in Essex um, for about six, seven days. And then I'll fly to Norway for about five days. Um, so I have to actually, so I'm away for about 12 days, I think, um, from my normal gym and normality of my day-to-day life. So I kind of, actually 12 days off training, um, for me, I will go a bit batshit crazy. I'll probably try and get three, four sessions in. Um, but I'll use it as I've, I've programmed it. So that will be my deload. Um, absolutely. So I'm on a ramp up for three weeks and then it'll be deloading as of like Friday the 22nd. Um, cause I'm smart. Um, but then we will look at looking, so this is where I still feel, so hashtag movements over muscle groups, um, that's still the movie, uh, <laughs> this is where it comes into its forte, Daniel, um, because in particular gyms, you've got to work out what you've got to do, so I will quite happily go in, I couldn't care what kind of exercise you're doing so i'll have a day which is i will just be doing horizontal push and horizontal pull i don't care what equipment there is i don't care what it will be i don't really care what exercise i'm doing those are the two things i'll have to do whilst i'm away Mm. and i can so chest and back yeah chest and back yeah um (laughs) so there's no particular exercise i think exercise selection that would be that would be more paramount so those i'll just have a movement that i want to train and then that's it um yeah Mm. So be... yeah, same. I, I would just go and say, look, I want to train, train chest and just go, well, I don't care what exercise I do to train it. I'm <laughs> training. So it doesn't matter, does it? You know, <laughs> what, what is there? You know? I'm going to get this through. It's, it's, it's going to be a constant argument. I, I feel like this is going to be the, just going to be a thing. Um, yeah, but yeah. until you realize that I'm right and you're wrong. This <laughs> <be> a... <laughs> Definitely not. There's, there's arguments for both, but. Okay. Can you foam roll a movement? Can you foam roll a movement? No, you can't. You can take you can't, foam, you can't foam roll a squat, can you? No, you foam roll your quads. <laughs> your yeah, there's a reason for that. Carry on. Then that's you calling foam rolling like proper exercise. I didn't say that. I just I said, can you, yeah, foam yeah. Roll a, I said, can you foam roll a movement? That, that, no? that doesn't make any sense. You can't grow a foam rolling. Like, it, this, it, it's not like you don't get stronger at foam rolling. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Absolutely not, no. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna walk out now. Drop the mic. See you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom's gonna drop. Oh no, Dan, but Dan knows more than me, and he's right. Oh my god, I better leave. But then there's also an argument of should you foam roll your muscles and should you foam roll your myofascia? So there's 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 I all over. No. <laughs> no, no, but my point is you can't no. even foam roll. <laughs> you could foam roll like a lat strip, lat. No. So lat, is that a lat though? It's a lat though. It's not <laughs> yeah, so okay, got you. That would be a vertical pull motion of some but sort. It would be like, like some sort of like circumduction or, I don't know, yeah. some abduction and abduction of your lat. When you, when you go around to Tom's house, his anatomy chart, is, it's not got the words like latissimus dorsi, it just says vertical pull. And like, <laughs> when you remove the traps, it just says horizontal pull. I didn't pull. say this then, was, this is, is it, oh, I'm, I'm talking about anatomical motions, Dan, not oh, anatomy. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. You're confusing me because you're trying to, you're trying to convert the world to this way of thinking. I just thought I just, everyone needs I, to know about it. I, so. I just like, basically, my cop out is because I did buy 
Biomech. Um, I look at the body and I look at anatomical motions a hell of a lot more than muscle groups. That's the way my brain thinks. So I look at mo- anatomical motions over muscle groups. So I'll be like, all right, there's, there's hip abduction. That's what's happening. And look at the joint over the muscle. It's, it's, it's fine, mate. You've just got quite a lot of emotion going on this <laughs> argument. It's kind of like you've got a bit of a bias towards it or something. It's fine. Uh, it's just... shocking. Absolutely shocking. Right. Um, yeah, basically, I would pick a muscle group that's similar Please. to your deload. <laughs> or a movement don't really matter and then uh, just train it uh, doesn't really matter do the same rep range as you were doing um, if if you were doing uh, uh, I don't know a vertical press so if you're doing overhead pressing barbell wise if you turn it into a dumbbell you're not going to kill yourself you'll be absolutely fine just do the same 5 sets of 10 see what some sort of correlative like weight that you're doing so some sort of comparable load will obviously be good if there isn't then like there's a gym in my building um and the heaviest dumbbells go up to about 20s. So Dan can max out here, but I've got no chance. Yeah, I'll be fine now. Yeah, so there's not much happening for me. Um, so I have to be like, oh, I'm going to bodybuild, do time under tension, and just hold it, hold it, squeeze, squeeze. That's basically how Dan and Boxy train, by the way. Um, yes. yeah. This is a diggy episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's what can happen so looking at different gyms can be hard also there's a ton of people out there who do like all the bodyweight exercises you can do that that's fine for a week it's not gonna kill you a bit boring on my perspective i don't really enjoy uh, a lot of the bodyweight stuff i almost almost did uh, pull-ups and uh, press-ups today for conditioning and then just had a chat instead um yeah that was but and then i went and had a swim because that was more fun yeah, yeah, so chatting, that's your jaw. That's, 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 that was, jaw. That was my jaw. That's, that's cool. That was good. Yeah. Some jaw so muscle. Yeah. Just that was flexion mm. and extension of my jaw. And then uh, mm. then I went and had a swim because it's nice. It's nice again. It's better than doing pull-ups. And, uh, in theory, a swim. Lots of front crawls, a lot of pull-ups. So <laughs> we're going to get there at some point. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep trying that. <laughs> so yeah, that would be my perspective on training. I think don't go, don't go crazy and start doing CrossFit, or just work out what you can do during the gym. Uh, I think the the biggest, if you're not like, if you come from a nice gym and you go back to a shitty one, the worst thing is about like plates and working out what you mm. can do in that gym. Um, I know I've had that issue before, where there'll be like, I can't really deadlift, or there won't be enough. Like they're, they're really shitty plates, and I'm just like, ugh, God, all right, the barbells are slightly bent, or that was going on there. Because you're basically there for like five days, and that's it. I've tried to rope in like free memberships before for like five days, and being the Instagram puller, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do an Instagram post. But actually, all they wanted was a Google review. That people like Google reviews or like Yelp reviews and stuff like that. Go offer if you want a free membership. This is a top tip. If you want a free membership over Christmas for like five days, say that you'll give them a five star positive review and say their name to the salesperson on the Google review. More than likely, they have a reward system in place in house. I know that for a lot of clubs, um, and they'll get some money or some vouchers for themselves, and they'll get a good pat on the back, and they might let you in. Top there tip. Blam. Right, um, that's enough on that, mate. Christmas, don't don't screw yourself over. Or just send me and Dan a message and we'll tell you what to do. <laughs> Could do that. Don't know what's going on. Um, yeah. Right. Which moves us on. I know I... <laughs> um, oh, that was a good story today. Actually, we've got, I've got exercise selection and some stabilizer stuff I want to talk about. But I also put on my story. This was a thing in UKPT. Um, that on my stories yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Oh, it was absolutely barbaric. Um, 
It was about spin classes. You see this, Dan? Yes. Oh, my God. The guy who um, asked if people do press-ups. When teaching spin, do you add press-ups? This was the question. And then there was a poll. Um, And then I'd like to say the the biggest one said no way, which is great. But the options on here, I realise that some people must have been having a laugh, right? But (laughs) there's some people who must have been taking it seriously. There were no way. Then there was press-ups. <laughs> then the next voted, the highest voted one was snatches. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. taking a bit. <laughs> I was like, "Go take the piss." But I was just like, "That's just man." So press ups, snatches, burpees. Then another one. Don't even use the bike. Just go do exercises near the bike. <laughs> Kettle swings, hip thrusts, squats, ball sits. Why? Um, why would anyone consider putting a poll in UK PTs thinking it was a good idea? <laughs> like, like that tells me more about that person as a human yeah, being than it just... does about anything else. That's that's your support network is not like UKPT is great. <laughs> I love Josh Mullen, but sometimes it, it, there's some of the questions in there are a little bit odd. Um, the guy who runs the group's really good. His PT toolbox probably just give him a message. He'll probably reply to you, and he'd be like, "Yeah, don't bother." Um, <laughs> he'll give you a straight answer. Um, but yeah, that was I thought it was absolutely hilarious. But okay, moving on to exercise selection, Dan, because this this wound me up today because I sent that to you. Um, so it was, it was, it was just an Instagram story because you know there's there's part of your day where you're kind of just chilling, doing nothing, and just stories. You kind of flip through <laughs> is stories. There, <laughs> is there, mate? Sorry, it must be in your penthouse, might be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Cool. Um, yeah. But basically, when all right, when Laura's flicking through her stories and then she's looking at loads of stuff, she'll she'll show you one that's a bit ridiculous. This is what I thought. Um, you just flick through, and it was somebody's programming. They took a picture of the programming. I'm not gonna steal it. Don't worry. Well, some people do yeah, that when they put. You definitely not. You yeah. definitely not going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> steal this one. Um, so it was an upper day. Um, deadlift on an upper day, a bit odd. Um, but then it was. So what did I write? There was like one, two, three. There's about ten exercises, nine exercises there. Seven or six or seven out of the exercises were all push on an upper day. Um, one of the other pulls was a deadlift, so that leaves one pull. Your pull-ups. Mm. That's it. So just a vertical pull then. So she's she's not really hitting like rhomboid that much at all for you. Mm. Nothing down lower back wise or mid back is what you like to call it. Well, so it's a deadlift. Uh, mid back. You said it's a lower back. Well, <laughs> well if she, if, hopefully she's doing a glute more than a lower back, but um, but she might be flexing extending. Uh, her, her judging lower back. judging by the exercise selection, Tom, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> so she pre exhausted. So ah. Oh. Uh, the, the poor girl, obviously, I think somebody's writing this for her, but pre-exhausting your like bench press and your pressing um, before you go and do your deadlifts, exercise one, two, three, four, five, six. Exercise six on your day should not be a deadlift, even if it is for eights. Oh, wow. Like, I'm sorry, let's let's talk about exercise selection because this is, this is just a, a general topic that can get beaten up and... I realise we talk about flow and basically flow of workouts and how they should be. So you should meant to be doing like your like your pre activity or like your foam rolling or whatever. Cool. That's not really an exercise. It's a bit. Once you get to your primary movements, so I, I agree. There's like maybe before, but trust me. Flat press, press ups, shoulder press, front plate raises, and dumbbell flies do not count as your warm up, and they do not count as your pulse raises. Um, those are like periodized 
well, not periodized, but they're meant to be periodized. They're rep ranges um, or whatever. They certainly don't go before deadlift. They certainly do. <laughs> they certainly go before deadlifts. So in in PT school, you learn about putting. <laughs> well, we've both never been, mate. So um, wouldn't know, mate. Wouldn't yeah. know. Um, but I do know within exercise physiology, we put the biggest muscle groups first generally and the biggest prime movers so you've generally got your big three that you would normally do on these sessions like deadlift squat and bench press which is i think or maybe a pull-up because these are the biggest movements they probably will take up the most muscle groups and they're the most exhaustive so they will take up the most effort therefore Mm. they will go as primary these are the ones that you're looking for most progress in because you know you're going to get stronger at them Um, and then you go secondary or supplementary exercises they're usually accessory work that's what every person says um basically but this is put accessory work way before prime primary movement um it's just bad programming it really really gets my fucking wick because she's been given that and been given that to follow and she could get so much better she was really happy that she had an 80 co deadlift i was like if you put that at the top you probably would have hit 85 just saying um, because you're mm. probably fucking knackered from the like 35 minutes of pre-exhausted chest workouts. Um, so it's just one of those things where even if right, and again, just even thinking about this and thinking right, let's say that you tried to do push and pull on the same day, right? I'm sorry, what? Chest and back? <laughs> um, <laughs> is that with those exercises the way they're organised? There, if someone said to me that was their session. I would be like, well, do you deadlift and pull-ups first, then go on to all the other stuff? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It just makes sense. Like, there's nothing wrong with the fact that they've combined them. It's just the order which you've done them. Like, it's just almost like they're stuck in there for no reason. So if you were looking at your day and you did push and pull, chest and back, whatever, and you had in that program, let's say that the chest exercises were heavy bench press, dumbbell press, um, you know, incline smith press, um, chest flies, whatever. Then after that, you had then had seated row, lat pull down, and a and a rear delt fly. Right. Yeah. Those back exercises are a little bit easier and less taxing than the heavy bench press. So you would just do all the pressing bit first. You would just go right. Let's just do the pressing first. Right. You would then do the the back bit or the pull bit afterwards, or you would go. I'm going to do all the compound lifts first and then do the isolation. So you might do the heavy bench. You might do the incline um, bench. And then you might do after that the seated rows, the lat pull downs. And then after that, you might then do the cable flies for your chest and then rear delt flies so that you break it down like that. So there's loads of ways of doing it. But the way that that's designed there is incorrect. None. And None. whichever way you do it, whichever way you look <laughs> at it, it's just wrong. Yeah. Um, there's no way you'd plan it or organize like that. Now, there are some things that I, one of my clients at the moment, I know, um, at the moment, I've got her doing um, two sets of 15 lap pull downs before she does rack deadlifts. That's absolutely fine. And the reason for that, again, is that so she can train her lats first, get them full of blood, get them pumping, and then use her lats and her back when she does a rack deadlift, because that's the point of a rack deadlift. You use your back more necessarily than you use your glutes or your hamstrings, for example. Um, and there's ways and there's means of knowing how you're programming and you don't have to stick to a perfect order all the time, but there's no, there is literally no way that that person can defend. No, it's just, you just couldn't, there's no logical reason that you do it. No. And, and for example, just on the back of that deadlift and stuff. So I make a hell of a lot of my clients do kettlebell swings pre deadlifting for a primate yeah. phase, preparatory phase. 
um, just before they go off and do, because guess what? They're doing a hip hinge and they're learning. They're basically, what am I getting them to do? It's just all going to be hips, all glutes, all hamstrings, because they're probably the, the least developed and that's what I want them to use in the next exercise. So I need them the, the most active. They're not going to be exhausted. Hell no. Mm. I might do three sets of 15 and then that's it. Then we move on. And then we go to our deadlifts, but it's probably three sets of fifteen is probably still taxing for some people. But the, but there's an activation sense to it. I realize this isn't written on there. Maybe there is, but we're trying to look at every rationale because that's critical thinking. I believe I believe that's thinking critically. Dan. Yeah, and but the, say, amount, the, amount of, the amount of exercises you can't defend it. It's, no, it's, it's just, indefensible. It's five five pressing exercises with a a, a plate front raise. Well, fuck. First of all, useless exercise to start. <laughs> Because you've just done four exercises of pressing, I think your anterior delts yeah, are fatigued enough. Um, but you wouldn't do you wouldn't do that before the deadlifts. It's just you you can't. There's no way that someone could defend that and say that's how they were going to set their program. For my in my opinion, yeah. then I, I, I don't like so dips are right at the end as well. You've already pre-exhausted. Like dips are a big fucking movement. Those delts well. are getting hammered. They are <laughs> like. Not really like, like dips in general, to be honest, because a lot of the bars that yeah. people use dips, they just—it's just like protraction, protraction. It's like ugh, awful. Um, it's just—it's just a hard skill to master. That not many people can, and you yeah. can train those muscle groups better ways, loads of different ways. So yeah. don't bother with dips. <laughs> just a lot of shoulder injuries tend, tend to. Like, yeah. oh, I was doing some dips and I fucked them up. And like, I'm doing dips. With, I'm doing dips with my shoulders up around my ears. Brilliant. <laughs> not right, really sweet. Let's do some. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing shrugs. All right. Let's turn them up. Overhead shrugs. Let's see what's going on. That's absolutely going on in your uh, like lower traps. People, I love doing. Uh, basically, give people like a twenty kilo bar. This usually happens in my seminars when people are like, "Oh, what? You don't do shrugs?" I'm like, no, I'll do, I'll do an overhead shrug because I want these to be active, not those guys. And you've done it with me, Dan. For when you're reaching yeah. up, it's it's just absolutely horrid when they actually have to hold their thorax down and not be like. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, I've got yeah. massive traps. Cool. All right, look at Tony Jentical. The guy's fucking strong. He got no traps. Um, mm. <laughs> absolutely crazy. He got weirdly no traps though. We said that to him, but um, yeah, just didn't really understand that. Dan um, annoyed me. You considering, me either, mate. considering I do like programming and I like looking at people's programs and being like, "Good job. That's nice." I quite happily be like, "All right, I like that. Well done." Um, but yeah. the only problem for me is that person probably trains his muscles, not movements. So yeah, no, it doesn't look good for you because they it doesn't look good definitely. For me, mate. Mm. Yeah, I think those are muscle groups, not movements. But to oh, be well. fair, the, the day is labelled upper. So oh, it's an upper movement. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. upper. I'm just going to deadlift this. It's upper day, but I'll deadlift it. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. There was another thing. Um, so this there's there's two kind of stupid things, but there's there's one I want to talk about which just needs a little bit of clarity because it it rose in my gym um, stabilizer muscles because uh, we've talked about this before I think or ridiculed it before and I, I think there's a general misunderstanding of what stabilizer muscle what stabilizer muscles are and what they do and what they get used for and when you're fucking using them all right you're using them all the time pretty much um, mm. as a general rule. Um, they're slow twitch, but they activate before your fast twitch or your prime movers throughout movement. So if your stabilizer muscles, basically to sum them up, they keep your body together and they're a general idea of what people's quality of movement is like. So if somebody walks into the gym and they nail like some split squats, like body weight, they can rep them out. They're fine doing some reverse lunges. They can nail a few squats, going to press ups. There's no wiggle. 
There's no like hip shift. There's no like shaking or anything. Their stabilizer muscles are definitely on. They're active and they're probably working. When somebody's quality of movement is not great, then the chances are they need to work on their stabilizer muscles. But that's probably because they're not active during their prime movements. So I just think that's that really it didn't annoy me. It was just something that was a misunderstanding from some of the some of the trainers that I was chatting to throughout the week. They didn't really understand. They were like, "Oh yeah, I love working my stabilizer muscles." I was like, "Do you know what they do? Do you know, do you know what kind of I don't know makeup they have? What genetic makeup? What kind of tissue makeup they have? What they?" What are they doing? They're kind of holding shit together. Um, yeah, does it, it doesn't get talked about in, I'm guessing, in your realms that much. I'm not too sure. No, it's not, and that's, and that's why as well. A lot of people would use um, machines because yeah. you reduce the stabilization required, so you can focus more on the primary muscles Absolutely. you're trying to grow yeah. and stuff like that. So it's why predominantly, is, again, this is, we, we we've had our jokes about muscles and movements and stuff, but that's the argument for training more movements so things like reverse lunges um bulgarian split squats a lot of the time you hear a lot of bodybuilders are oh, fine really struggle with bulgarian split squats like well you really shouldn't it's not that hard a movement to do but because their stabilizers usually all off they're not used to having to balance they don't need to it's not it's not functional for them um or whatever so yeah there is an element of you know i i would always try and make sure that there's an element of my movement that i can maintain and I can still do those those movements that look good and look athletic and all that sort of stuff. But a lot of people wouldn't be able to do it because it's just too much effort and balance and stabilization required. But not only that, they wouldn't then be able to focus on the muscle group they're trying to grow. So yep. there's just it's just not really useful. But um, I remember working with clients who literally couldn't stand on one leg. Like literally, you just said to them, right, just lift up that leg, stand there for a while, and they would they would just fall over. Like they couldn't balance still. And I'm like, right, do you think you, am I really going to put 80 kilos in your back and let you squat or let you move around, let you lunge? No, I'm not. Like you, you've got to get in a position at the moment where you've got to earn the right to be able to move. So it was one of those where, yeah, I, I do agree with, with Tom, like Shit. a little bit, a little bit, but things Mark like down you know, 37 minutes in <laughs> things like single leg, you know, single leg RDLs, for example, were like one of my staple movements. Like my, like Tom would joke all the time about like all my fucking clients have doing single leg RDLs. And it used to be the butt of I used to be the butt of everyone's jokes, but everyone used to have to master that before they could ever well, really that's, go on that's, to do like that's only, because, only because nobody really progressed past them, Dan. Um Yeah, yeah. I was just, <laughs> I that point. Um yeah, it's one of those where like, you know, we, we used to do it. We used to be able to load up seventy, eighty kilos and do single leg RDLs. Like there's yep. no reason you shouldn't be able to do that sort of weight doing a single leg RDL um, if you're strong. Um, I, actually, yeah. I actually did this the other week because uh, I haven't tried I, it for a long time. I actually. saw I saw Emil um, do 100, 110 mm. on a single leg RDL. So I had 100 on the bar, and then I did a single leg RDL off the floor with 100 kilos. And I was like, oh, that was quite cool. It was hard. I, I think it was the grip was the limiting factor. To be honest, yeah. um, more than he, the, uh... he, he's he is very very athletic, yeah, and as well because he used to be a strong man, and you can tell yeah. that he's been used to having to hold things in one hand or two hands and move and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just realised then I've not actually done that for a long time. If I tried it now, I probably would suck a lot more than what you. I'd probably still be alright, but yeah, you, a lot I less, a lot, I think you know, you... a lot worse than I would be before. Yeah. But that's that's the argument, I guess, from my point of view for movement over muscle group. But obviously, from an aesthetic point of view, we heap of shit because stabilize the muscles. Obviously, we can give them actual real names if we wanted to, but they're slow it's twitch. They don't, they're not showy. You, you're never gonna fucking see them. To be honest, you know, I'm gonna be yes. like, all right, Terry's major. You, that really flares up for you, Dan. Well done. That looks class. 
no, it's not going to happen. It's, it's one of those where I think there's merits to doing it both ways. So for me, I trained movements and then started training muscles. So I could still go and do movements and still train them, whatever. But then the problem that I have is I don't have as big muscles as other people who have trained muscle groups. Yeah. Whereas if you were just primarily training muscles, you would be able to get up to speed with the movements quicker because you're just stronger and you have your body, you know, you're better at, at recruiting muscles. You're better at firing them. You're better at understanding how to move and stuff, um, you know, and, and engage muscle groups. So there's, there's pros and cons of going one way or the other. Um, but you know, being a hundred percent one way is, is where I think the problems lie. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but yeah, sum up slow twitch, activate before fast twitch. Activate for your prime movers. You need them to fucking move. Cool. Yeah. Don't try and take them to failure. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the, the great one. Um, uh, what, what did I say? Yeah, the classic... The rotator thing, cuff the one. Rotator yeah, just, go cuff to, just, one. just go until it burns, mate. Brilliant. Just, Thanks. It's like, we don't want that to burn. Like, we just want it to be on more than anything else. Um, also, which is really cool, I think there's... I think Doug did an activational test of that. Was it with the lying down shoulder external rotation? So it looks like you're just kind of turning your arm a little bit not a lot of people have a massive amount of external rotation anyway there's a range of, i can't remember off the top of my head i've got it written down in terms of how many degrees of external and internal rotation you're meant to have but i think we're we're generally suck at that anyway then but also use a cable for that from a downward pointing cable so cable is set from the floor and you're pulling it up not at the same height because then the tension goes pull it from down to up then you've got tension all the way through the movement. That's what a cable is meant to do. So you're meant to do that because that's the, the plane of motion that you're working in. Yeah, that annoys me. But yeah, I saw just both both arms going, blam, thoracic extension, just rocking back, turning into just like cranking the top of their back the whole time. Just talking about cranking at the top of the back, we should move into stupid things, Dan. Ooh, that sounds like bollocks. Probably because it is. Stupid things on the internet this week. Oh god, this is fucking <laughs> dreadful. So, one of the, the rack. <laughs> so, um, there is such a thing called. I didn't realize it might. I'm a little bit late to the party. I think. Um, or, mate, yeah, this is a, a party. A bit, this is a party that no one needs to go to. <laughs> this is a party that probably was at its peak of its powers during, like, I don't know, the medieval times. More medieval than times. Um, so obviously, it came. It made a comeback um, at a popular gym facility. Um, it's it's called aerobics. Um, so aerobics. Aerobics. You can Google it. Um, it. There'll be stuff there. So reliable sources on. Uh, on Google, obviously the first hit is uh, a YouTube video, then The Mirror, <laughs> then Daily Mail. Let's click on that one. That's probably the best one, isn't it? Um, <laughs> the most hearsay we can get from the Daily Mail. All right, the Mail Online. It's always fun. Basically, aerobics is was a is a class was a class. I think it was a class. I'm I'm hoping it's not being used anymore. Um, but there is a there is a person that claims to be able to give um, over maybe ten I don't know what it is a few weeks probably six so, weeks it was in six, six weeks, weeks you grow two centimeters two centimeters um, that you will grow two centimeters not like mm. bicep like width or you know, circumference or whatever or no, quad no, no. circumference it's grow grow literally grow in height and you know you know you know this guy was talking shit because he said. 
that by doing the agrorobics, whatever the fuck it was called, they basically put these people on a rack and they stretched them out like medieval time rack, like co- like with a cog, like wound them up. And he was saying, yeah, the stretching and the exercise we do are so good. They just release, they just release HDH, uh, human growth hormone. And that's yeah. what makes you grow. I'm like, bullshit. Absolute fucking bullshit. As soon as you said that, I was like, I'm done. You're um, an idiot. So, yeah. So apparently it's spinal decompression. Increased mm. level, levels of HGH, human growth hormone, and inducing Bullshit. microfractures. <laughs> mm. really so I'd love, I'd love to, to, to induce microfractures in my, in my in whole my body. spine. Mm. Like the spinal compression thing is a real thing. Like we yeah, know absolutely. that we are taller in the morning than in the evening, for example, because of gravity and it compresses our spine. We know that. That's nothing new. I bet you what he does is he goes, yeah, so to take your first reading, guys, we've well, got to come in in the evening, just before you go home, we're going to measure you, uh, and then for our, the end of the six weeks, uh, I'm going to come to your house, and I'm going to wake you up, and I'm going to measure you first thing in the morning, and we're going to see if you've grown two centimetres. Yeah, that's probably what, probably what happened. You're a moron, mate. Oh, it's absolutely barbaric. But the fact is that they're, they're literally on a cranking, like crank, one of the exercises is just cranking them through one of those stretch things that from the medieval times you know you should just stretch them it was away a torture, it's a torture, it's a torture thing they yeah torture device i mean um but i was like that that will in that will definitely probably decompress your spine absolutely but it's probably the stupidest thing to do inducing microfractures is not a personal trainer's job in turning making somebody to grow this is out number one not out of your scope of practice i'd love someone to sue them um, which I hope's happened. That's why probably I hope they don't think they do it anymore because that can't be ethical, can it? Literally just stretching somebody. Oh yeah, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Just pull them apart, put them on this thing. They must have to sign a disclaimer because there's they no way do. you'd there's be no able way. to strapped into one of those machines. Like yeah, that. Absolutely not. But then <laughs> also it was uh, the poor lady that was obviously doing it for I don't know. Even obviously she'd been paid to do it. Um, it was like, yeah, we're doing, we're doing some like T-Rex stuff and some body weight conditioning. Yeah, I'm feeling really toned. That's obviously helping. No, no love. No, none of that's actually helping because all of that stuff will make you a little bit tighter. Mm. It's not, it not make you grow taller, for sure. <laughs> Definitely not. More ones. Like, More ones. When, when we do bodybuilding, you're not going to get bigger. Not gonna, well, you're going to get bigger, but you're not going to tall. Tall-wise, you get wider, more big. <laughs> Just unbelievable. Uh, it's just it's any ah. Uh, they 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 oh they added that it's highly unlikely to permanently help someone to become taller. Oh, wonderful! Of course. <laughs> so so yeah, your whole business model falling down. Uh, yeah, pretty much. So that's uh, yeah, don't do that. Obviously, our listeners are fucking intelligent, so uh, that's never going to happen. So. Yeah. does not happen aerobics is a real thing but it's not a real thing um, you can say that with you absolutely fine wonderful Dan that's a bit of a ranty one but mm. we, we covered some of the important topics I believe mm. so Christian nutrition exercise selection stabilizing muscles and aerobics to sum oh. up basically um, is there anything happening your end it is the uh, it's just we're fully into December welcome to December mm. guys well done made it yeah not yet not yet we've like i said we've got a project launch in in january yep um it'll probably launch just after christmas to be honest cool um so yeah to keep an eye out for that um everyone's probably gonna have a chance to get involved in that at some point so when i can reveal it i will um so that's just what we're focusing on the last few weeks of the year um yeah other than that nothing 
other than that, I think uh, we'll start posting out about uh, Pulley Awards. More than welcome to grab some uh, some suggestions, variation of topics as we go forward. Um, I do need to crack on to one of the guests we're meant to bring on. I do realise they're filming at the moment. I've seen a load of stuff they're putting up. It looks pretty cool. They're all together. Um, and next week, we've got Star Wars. Fucking amazing. Yes. Yes. Next Thursday, I believe Star Wars comes out. It's Thursday or Friday. So we obviously can't, we can do a pre-Star Wars show. And then we, we need to see it over the weekend, essentially. Um, that might be the first film that I ever go and see, like at midnight if it gets released. Yeah. Might go do that. Definitely in London. Yeah, I might I've never it. done that. I've never done that, but I would do it for the Star Wars. <laughs> be great, absolutely fantastic. All right, you then dress up as well. Oh, can you dress up, Isabel? Isabel can go as an Ewok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little Ewok with little Yoda. That'd be great. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, I want to see that. Sorry, that's a quid. Um, yeah, mate. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I think we got everything we wanted. We will catch you next week. Thanks for listening, guys.